Hi, my name is Bob, and I approve this message. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of the Coaches Meeting. And we have a huge, huge episode this week. Surprise for our listeners. This is actually going to be the end of this season. We are going on a little hiatus for two months uh, while we uh, get some stuff together for the show, have things personally and professionally going on. Um, but this week, we have a loaded show where we talk a lot of Luka Doncic talk and how huge he is in the NBA. NFL false positives for COVID testing. Uh, Tom Brenneman putting his foot in his mouth on uh, a hot mic on a broadcast. Really? Then we talk about parenting corner. When's it okay to kiss your kids and not kiss your kids? When does it stop? Um, ultimately, thanks for being here, guys. We love you. And uh, we'll see you in November. Here we go. All right, we're here, folks, for the coaches' meeting. This is the last episode of this season, we're calling it. Uh, as you know, I uh, became a father recently, and with that comes responsibilities in addition to uh, being a softball manager while also, uh, on top of that, pursuing some... life. <laughs> and uh, pursuing a... Uh, furthering my professional certifications and whatnot there. So I need to, to basically cram about 12 weeks of studying into the next six. So uh, we're going to take a break here through November. So this is the end of season one. Uh, we'll dive into more stuff later, but uh, we should be back first or second week in November. It'll be after the presidential election. We'll have a new NBA season. The NFL will be in full swing. We'll miss you guys, but we're just leading off with that. So after that, what do you guys think? How the hell is everybody doing? Great. You, Kevin? Huh? How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing swell. How about you, Jimmy? Well, I'm doing better than the Prime Minister of North Korea. Rumored to be on his deathbed. Is this real this time? I don't know, but if that his sister's anything like him, good God, we're... we're <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, he's just a little, as Charles Barkley would say, he's just a little knucklehead. <laughs> <laughs> Is that pretty good? Well, wait, but he's Rodman's buddy. Yeah, well, yeah, Dennis Rodman, dad, your fate, top ten player of yours all time. Oh, well, I, I respect his talent. I just think they uh, keep a wedding dress off and he'll be fine. Oh, wow. That's very non-binary of you. Uh, what do you think? <laughs> you think you should wear a wedding dress? I don't know. I think whatever makes him happy and it doesn't bother me. What is everybody drinking? Dad, you already threw it up earlier. Why don't you tell our listeners? Um, Kevin? Dad, you, Dad, again, we, this I'm is trying to get him to read it. I, get, I try to get... 
All right, I'll tell you. Kettle yeah, one, that is not fine. Kettle you one martini with blue cheese stuffed olives from Sofos. Another great local vendor. Okay. <laughs> Some people. My dad loves a nice vodka martini with blue cheese stuffed olives. Not, is, not from Sofos, though. But well, does he go we'll have to compare. See, what my dad calls a martini, some just call vodka and ice. Well, the ice melts a little bit, but it <laughs> takes the edge off. Well, Kevin, you well, just you drink. Well, for me, I'm having a classic coaches meeting Manhattan with bullet in it. So having that, and then I'm going to chase it with a little Michelob Ultra on the side. Oh, you got to watch those carbs. What's your weight at this week? We hit the two. Yeah. We hit a 227 spot, still been around the same area, but set a personal record today on my Peloton, you know, for my hit the 400 club and and for output in 30 minutes. So hashtag, you know, feel good, look good, do better. Alex Toussaint, you know, what's up if you're a part of the gang? <laughs> what's hashtag mean? That's you're you're 20 years behind. Kevin, we're only doing hashtag Sunset Gym, but now we got to find out what Kevin's drinking. I stole this beer, New Glare Spotted Cow. It is a Wisconsin-only sold beer. It is probably the only beer that I really, like, truly enjoyed drinking. Um, there milk and cheese in it? We had friends. Uh, it comes with a big bratwurst on the side, and I just shoved it right at my ass. But um, it's good. Um, it's one of those where it's the only beer that I really enjoyed drinking. We had some people over on Friday or Saturday night, and I was there. How did you sneak it? Because he brought I mean, the other everyone guests. Just yeah. So everyone left, but there was one guy who brought like twelve of them, and I was like, "Oh, Spotty Cow, I love this." Blah blah blah. And so I was like, "Oh, have one." So I had one about like seven p.m. for the rest of the night, and I left all of them here. So then my wife emailed or texted them and said, "Hey, we'll save them for you." Blah blah blah, and. Five days later, and they haven't come back yet. So, um, I'm like, they're they're mine. Good. Exactly. Good. That's my. Hey, your hair looks. Your hair looks really good. Did Rick do that? Your hair got done by Rick this week. Yes. Yes. It was uh, last Thursday. Last Thursday. It was a big day for me. Big day. Does he do it for free because of all the publicity he's getting? No, nah, that's well, as part of our. No. Uh, that'd I be a barter transaction. As part I of our uh, time off, we're going to negotiate that into the season two sponsoring rights. Along with the kielbasa. Yeah, it's a double sided one. Um. <laughs> Anyways, you watched the NBA yesterday. My guy, wow. our guy, Luka Doncic. What? I'm a fan. You've con- you've converted me to the magic religion. I mean, Kevin. <laughs> I feel like Kevin gets a shit eating grin when I talk about this stuff because I see it early on. Like the Golden State Warriors before they won their first championship, I was staying up late till 11 midnight on work nights watching them play, being like, this team can ball. And now with our guy Luka. Who 
was just a walking stat machine, and I was like, what is it about this guy? He's must-watch every single time he's out there. And now. they were missing the stick pole guy, the guy from New York. Yeah. Petra, what's his Christoph. name? Christoph. That's a name he's – my dad's never going to even learn. Dad, how do you say Luca's last name? Magic. See, you no, just got to – It's – it's. Uh, oh, wait, wait. I got it. It's – it's. Uh, Sounds something like that. Look, it begins with Nell. Nope. Look, look, look. Look. Yep. His look. name. His name is Luca. Look, Luca. Doncic. Doncic. Either way. Doncic. That's what I said. Not even close. But <laughs> I, I was losing my mind, and I have friends that know that I'm a Lakers fan, and I got a FaceTime from a friend right as the buzzer beater hit. Four different text messages about it. And I just go, it's just so much fun to watch. And the fact that he's 21. So today, Dan Patrick, was, Dan Patrick was saying, is Luca at age 21 better than Larry Bird at 21? And the answer no. is yes. No. Because Larry Bird was in college at the time, he was playing college basketball. And when he Luka, got out of college, he was 23. Luka Doncic at 21 is an NBA guy putting up triple doubles. doing So – to that logic, he's better at 21 than Larry Bird. Oh, I'm going to say Larry Kevin Bird thought. highlight reel here then. No, I mean, he is unbelievable. I think it's um, – I think there was a stat where he was 43-18, and I forget what the other statistic was nice. of nice. of his tri- of his triple-double. But um, just insane how he can do it against Kawhi. Yeah, but it I was mean, like, th- well, Kawhi should have been guarding him on that last shot. He wasn't. Switched. Yeah. Yep. Chicken out. They always switch on, you switch on those plays at the end of games, apparently. But I think of. But the thing is, but the thing is with Luca, I think Europeans hit once every 25 years. Like, I mean, who was the last great European player that got drafted but that high and had that much hype? Sabonis. Sabonis. Right. Are you talking you about just Sabonis the dad? Yeah. Right. But, like, I think outside of Dirk, like, he's, like, I mean, you can make the argument for Kristaps, but I think he's just, I, I mean, I think he had one good year, and he was just put in a bad situation. I think Luca was put into a great situation in Dallas, and he's going to be, I mean, he's going to be Dirk. He's so but really, the the position he was in was not that great, to be honest. I mean, you look at the players that they had. They brought Porzingis last year, okay, at the end of last right. year. But so you're having like, all right, one thing. Trey Burke was ha- practically out of the league before they picked him up after the bubble. He wasn't Tim, any good at Michigan. Tim Hardaway Jr. He got picked ahead of Tim Hardaway Jr. in the same draft. Mm-hmm. Some people thought he was good. And well, I, he makes everybody else better. I think Rick- Carlisle does a lot for people from Europe, and I'm not saying just from people from Europe, but I think Rick Carlisle is a very underrated coach. I do, too. He was he was great with the um, actually the Pistons and the and the uh, Pacers. Yeah, like I think if you think about that draft, the Suns and then the Kings are just dumpster fires of organizations at this point. Then it goes the Mavericks, who are solid, and then it goes the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Like, I feel like it's it, like I feel like out of those four teams, 
like he's the best player in the best or got drafted into the best organization mm-hmm. from a, by far. And like I think when it comes to drafting, it's about more so of like the the organization but that you're getting drafted into more so but then the player itself. Have you ever read uh, stuff on Mark Cuban regarding his relationship with the players and how Mark was one of the first guys to get the private planes and an extended foot room. He, he actually changed the towels out at their facilities. So they had big Terry cloth towels. The players were complaining about, he would constantly ask the players what they want and he would get them all the things he could do outside the, the bargaining agreement. And, um, Players want to play for him. He's kind of a whack job sometimes, but but Cuban takes care of the players. Mm-hmm. He gets it. Take care of your stars, and the, you know they'll pay it Not back. only stars, but, everybody. But I think too, I, I think it's a bit of a disservice to go trying trying to compare him to people immediately, especially like Euro players and stuff. I goes like, it's to, for me. I'm just trying to like let him be him in this time in my mind. Be like. Just enjoy it rather than to say, oh, where is he at? Who could he be? Because also European players, whether like, oh, how often do they come along? Are European players traditionally soft? I was like, he was the he was playing professional top level basketball in Spain at age fifteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, was, I think that, but I think that's nice to say. But I think ultimately that's what ninety nine percent of the world does is comparing to everybody else. Of where he comes from, who he looks like, or or who he plays like. Like, I mean, no matter what, like for his his entire career, there's going to be the comparisons of him. I, I'm, I'm probably not to Dirk, but I mean, Larry Burns. Plus, he's European, got drafted by the Mac. I mean, I'm sure, but those will come eventually. Where I mean, he is very good. I think he's Magic that was Johnson. His first he's Magic Johnson beater. with the Magic Judge. He's Johnson Magic Johnson with a better shot. Yeah. Um, no, they're entirely two different players. Yeah. I can't Magic wait. played center his rookie year at age 19. He got thrown in into game it because seven. of injury. Right. And he scored 43 points in a championship game as a 19-year-old center who switched from point guard to center for that game alone. Yeah, you're referencing one game of his career. That is really That was the – What oh, did but, he play? What you want? What position did Magic play when he played John Carroll? You mean Ooh. Michigan State? Um, oh, no, no, no. When they played John Carroll. Oh, they didn't play there. Oh, I forgot. They, when they ducked play. us. They wouldn't take us on the <laughs> schedule. <laughs> the, bus, the bus broke down. Well, anyways, all right. I could go on for a while, obviously, but he's 21. Giannis is the next best that's 25 as far as age, age, range, age range. Everybody else is 29 to 30. So how's, well, how's um, the guy whose name I can't pronounce for Dallas? Porzingis? Eh, Porzingis. Porzingis, 22, 23? No, he's 24, 25. But he's, he's uh, not on that level. He's hurt. Oh, uh, I don't know. What, what are your guys' thoughts on the rest of the playoffs? I think outside of the Mavericks, I mean, it's, it's hard to say that. I mean, the... Uh, who was it? Um, the Blazers are awesome. It's fun to watch them, but I like it's crazy to watch the Lakers play, and you're just like they're like Showtime Lakers. I feel like almost. I mean, it's it's the LeBron and yeah. show, yeah. 
And until somebody can slow down AD, like, I mean, it, those two players are two of the, I don't know. Porzingis is 25. 10, two of the top 10 players in the league, and I'm like, could be two of the top five. You can't stop them. It's, I, I, like- I love watching, I love watching Dame and CJ try. Yeah. But I got also the Lakers. like I love how it's every like top two seeds. So the Lakers and the Clippers and then the Bucks and the Raptors. The Raptors, who are arguably the only one without a big superstar, are probably the best overall team right now. Fred they Van Fleet. The they are looking unbelievable. I know it's fun to watch, and they are very well coached. And yeah. the thing is, it's like they lost Kawhi, a top ten player, and only I mean they their margin top, of victories got better, five. win loss got better. Like it'll be fun to see, but like I'm sort of right now, I'm out on Houston Thunder series. Don't care. Like I thought Utah and the Nuggets was a little bit interesting. Watching Donovan Mitchell was fun, but I'm like. Jesus, nah. those guys chuck the ball, don't they? Yeah, but you look at those teams like, nah, none of them are going to do it. I think the Heat could be interesting, but yeah. I think well, either way, it's just like no team sticks out as overly dominant at this point. I mean, would we be saying that if yeah. the if the Lakers were up 3-0 instead of 2-1? Maybe. I don't know. But round two well, playoff. I tell you what, what do you think of Boston closing out Philly in four? And the coach gets fired. Philly's a... Um, I don't know. I, I think Philly is, is so much like a... Like, not even end of a dynasty, but it's like so much like the... Um, kind of like the last year of the Warriors with how everyone kind Philly of knew, is? like, hey, I is on the wall. They're in the last you know, show. The Philly. On, but meaning that, like... Everything was written on the wall of like this is going to be our last year where everyone is demotivated to try any harder. Like, like I think it was. I mean, uh, that culture has just gotten. Worse. I think Simmons Nothing being in. injured hurt quite a bit, and all well, those guys, their best players are under age twenty-five. That's a good sign. Ultimately, you can't have a franchise point guard. While it's great that he's six nine and can have handles, they can't you shoot can't a have a point guard that can't shoot. In this league, you need to have your one, two, and three players at least. Everybody's got to shoot. You got to be knocked on shooters, and for him to not shoot a three and spread the floor, it, I, I haven't watched enough games to see like how they Embiid and him don't do well on the floor together. Or whatnot. I, I don't understand that, but what they I, mean, I think they. Need to get a point guard and then just put him as like a as like a small power forward. I mean, even though he's not that small, but I mean, his short game or like a stretch four is really what he needs to get. But he needs to develop a shot. Well, they can always switch him back to the point late in the game, like they're doing with LeBron. LeBron's but, running but the point. You don't hold the ball at the end of the game if you can't shoot. If you can't shoot and you're holding on to the ball well, at the end of the game, one dimensional. You've got to be able to create but, but you can't hold that, like, hey, look, you're not going to take the ball for, for 45 minutes of a game for the four, but for the last three, we're going to make you the point guard and have you win us by the game. 
like you're either a point guard or you're not. Mm-hmm. And well, what's LeBron? What's LeBron? But LeBron is way different because he's not. He is a generational talent, and he's he attacking can, and scoring. Could shoot the ball all the time. Last like, game, he brought it up almost every time. Yeah. Second half. Uh, so what's your point? Are you saying is that somehow analogous? Well, to- I I don't know. What, you know what? I, I just put electrodes on uh, Simmons and make him learn to shoot a three. Have him go out with Tommy Moriarty. I don't know what to do. That kid, you're absolutely right. He's got to shoot. If he could shoot, he's got to make him. You know who couldn't shoot coming in the league was Magic Johnson couldn't shoot a three. He, uh, uh, he could not shoot, but he made himself a great shooter. Probably shooting 1,000, 2,000 threes a day. And then one summer, he decided he'd develop a, the, a baby yeah. hook. And he just did it repetitively, and he brought it in the league. All of a sudden, the Magic Johnson, it was unstoppable. 6'8", point guard, shooting a baby hook in a lane. Yeah. So players got to adapt. I, I think Joel Bede's just unbelievable talent to me. And, uh, and, and Philly is obviously decommitted to the process today, firing their coach. So they yeah. deserve each other. Yeah, they do. Well, um, all right. So NBA, I don't know. It's exciting. I've loved having uh, NBA on from 1.30 to 10 o'clock at night every I night. I thought you were working. I yeah. I am working, but I got a little office set up with a TV on the wall. It's key, mm. major key. But mm. um, what you should have – on the wall is all the CFP stuff instead of instead of basketball. Well, Kevin, we have oh, CN. No, 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 no. The Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue shoot. It's live. You can watch that streaming. It's um. I usually have CN. Oh, he's in the forty-day period lockdown. Sorry. Nope, we're out of it. <laughs> uh, CNBC is usually on in the morning until about ten thirty, Kevin, and then we switch it over. Well. It's a real tough life at this point. But, all right, yeah. Kev, were you in on this NFL false positives test? I know you, with you being in NFL, Holy did you read up on cow. this? Well, yeah. So, it, I think the Bears had like nine or ten tests. Crazy. But, um, no, I mean, I, I feel like but this was only a matter of time. After we heard about like the Matt Stafford stuff and his wife. You're talking about the New Jersey lab, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh talking God. talking to the mic, Dad. Hello, hello. <laughs> but if this happens three weeks later and like they're playing games, shit is hitting the fan with these false positives, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I mean, I mean, I mean, teams would be dumb for because, but they would have to bring people up from the practice squad, and well, I mean, don't you think bookies would have a field day with this shit, this information? Ooh, good time to make money. Oh. Yeah, true. Also, it really makes me want to watch the movie The Replacements again. Do you oh, ever it. watch that, Kevin, with uh, Keanu Reeves as Shane oh, Falco? Yeah, yeah. Keanu Reeves. Oh, oh, yeah. But that was a great movie. No, but yeah, that might I have mean, been a I good movie. Easy. Gone with the Wind was a great movie. Dad, you're afraid of the movie Birds. No, I'm not afraid of the movie yeah, birds. I'm afraid of that freaking birds. <laughs> you are also afraid of the movie Teeth. The what? You the, are what? afraid of the movie Teeth. Teeth? It's something from yeah. Shark, Shark Week. I tried uh, to look that up. Oh, Dad. Uh, you just should just look Do it on, on your you- work. 
I think it's available on YouTube. Um, all right. Well, I have a busy life. I can't do that. In the uh, in, in other news, if all right, so college football. Should we go what, back to your agenda? I'm I'm kind of working through it. I'm thinking about it. I haven't followed it too much. Are they having a season or not? Or some isn't like one league committed to? I saw Army. The uh, West Point Academy put out their schedule that they're going to have like eight home games. If no other big conference has a schedule this year, could Army and Navy retake the national championships in the AP polls? Only if we have a nuclear attack. Yeah, but the top 25 just becomes two teams. (laughs) Yeah, it could happen. I mean, if nobody else plays. John Carroll wants to bump up to D1. Don Shula's alma mater is a proud football franchise. Stop it. I, I great, never said anything great, bad. Great stakes. Oh, my gosh. Um, um, London Fletcher. So, all right. So, anyways, if you were a D1, D1 college football player, junior, senior year, what are you doing right now? Like, you're not, you're not a guaranteed lock in the draft, but you're just – you're playing. Are you – I guess, what the hell do you do? Get a degree. Are you scholarships or no? Like, my big thing here is, yeah, so, like, my big thing is understanding, like, okay, if we don't play, is my scholarship golden? Because, I mean, they've already offered all those scholarships to the incoming freshmen, and you're only allotted so many scholarships per team. Like, I mean... Eventually, 85? one class gets squeezed out. I don't know why that popped up. Right. Yeah, Dad, I took a snapshot so we can put it up on the gram. Um, I got my Brazilian national soccer team uniform on. Today. Oh, thank God you're. Ta- I thought you were talking about your Brazilian other thing that you went to the salon. Um, <laughs> they have the best G strings down there. Well, Dad, okay. You. But no, I mean, you I, got your back wax. I feel like. like Sorry. I live vicariously you, through my Kevin, daughters. What so. do you feel like? Wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I missed that one gladly. Caitlin was in I Sao heard. Paulo. She bought me this uniform. Sao Paulo. Uh, also known as St. Paul. Um, no, I mean, I feel like I, I see, like I saw the other day, there was a guy at Miami of Ohio, alma mater, John Harbaugh. We were a, we were a school before Florida was a state. Did John Harbaugh go yeah. to Miami? John, yes. Jim was yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Right. Um, where one of their cornerbacks like posted something on Twitter of like, hey, like this long spiel about how he was foregoing his senior year and entering the NFL draft. And in my head, I'm like. You, you probably don't even have to do that because no one knows who the hell you are. But I but I was like and I was doing research on like where he was like slotted. And he's like an undrafted guy. And I'm like, why would you just automatically be like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go for the NFL draft because I don't want to be in school. Where did Terry go to school? Miami. Oh, let's go, Terry. You didn't see his face in the Evans Scholar House when we went in there and stole all their beer? 
Oh, oh. wait, hold on. What, what was he in Evan Scholar? I wonder if he knows Steve Bellman. I think they overlapped. Oh boy. We'll have to Big find news. out. Well, Terry, what are you saying? Terry's fifty-six. Steve Bellman is yeah. the Steve Bellman is the father of one of Kevin's friends, Greg Bellman. Steve Bellman is one of my friend's fathers who notoriously is known to mow the lawn butt naked with tube socks on. True story. And uh, not buck naked. Butt naked. Maybe short short son. Butt naked. All right. Well, a topic full frontal that... nudity. Well, full back. Hey, Robbie, keep my granddaughter away from that guy, whoever he is. Greg? <laughs> Greg's Greg is a great guy. I already told Kelsey, if anything ever happens to me, Greg's the only person who's allowed to take her on a date. Greg's a nice guy. What? <laughs> no, Kevin's He's talking about his dad. Naked Kevin's talking about his dad. Greg's dad. Greg's no, dad's Greg's like a good guy. Six, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, Greg and Trust I. Were, me. Greg and I were roommates in Honduras. Oh, what happened there? Trust me. Well, we both had to. They were <laughs> naked a lot. We a. Uh, Tell our, us our, about your time in Honduras and Greg. I would love to hear about how your conversations at night were were, were with Greg. So in Honduras, I'll try to, to think of picking the roommate arrangements. Uh, when we were going down there after my senior year, we had just graduated college and volunteer service trip for all these guys across different classes and everybody got to pick their roommate for the week. And most people buddied up with people they knew. And, uh, my friend Jake and I are good friends. And we were like, we're, we could be roommates, but we're like, you know, let's do something different. Let's just pick random people. And so this one kid was in Kevin's class as a freshman and I didn't know him at all. And I just said, Hey, freshman, you and me are rooming together in Honduras. <laughs> and you're washing my shoes? No, my shoes. no, he was already there. Doing my laundry? He was, it, it was, we became great friends ever from it. And I learned all about the family. His his uh, mom blowing up a Suburban on the Jersey Turnpike. Um, it sounded, it sounded <laughs> a little. Are you a terrorist or what? No, it sounded a little bit like the. Oh, uh, Dad, it Easy. sounded a little bit like the lawnmower story where like, I think she oh, had a problem God. with her engine. So she just tried to push it harder. And and anyways, the Suburban caught flames on the Jersey Turnpike. Um, <laughs> and hey, let's I'll, do a little public service for our listeners. If the engine is starting to go, turn it off. Yeah, only Slow pushing down. it harder does not help. Call, call the authorities or AAA, whatever. <laughs> Who are they now? They'd be the no, fire department, the rescues. Hey, Siri, call the authorities. <laughs> call the authorities. It would be the village people from YMCA. Okay. Um, all right. Well, anyways. Kevin, you're locked up, man. Oh, there you go. Still love that haircut. He's back, baby. Rick did a great job. Everybody loves Rick's interviews, by the way. So, yeah, so yeah. everyone's like, really loves funny. Rick's de- deadpan. Everybody's wants to know the tapes, what happened on the Andrew Benatendi talk. Uh, sorry, we, we didn't get to deliver. The internet connection was bad. Mm. Which, when we come back in November, we're going to be better than ever. With I'm, I'll upgrade the internet here. We're going to get Kevin some headphones for Christmas and a mic. 
All right. And speaking of things, of we've all put our foot in our mouths before, but I don't know if we've ever put our foot in our mouths as bad as Tom Brenneman last week. Cincinnati oh. Reds guy. Do you have a quote? Do you have a tape of this? Nope. If you know, you know it's out there. But he, uh, coming back from a break on a hot mic, dropped the uh, F-bomb. He's seven years old, isn't he? He dropped the F-bomb towards the LGBTQ community. And um, then... And he's apologized since, but I want to break down in the apology, Dad. The clip of him apologizing. He goes, you know, I really screwed up. I was like, I'm a man of God and faith and this. And, oh, Castellanos with the drive to the outfield. And it's a home run for the Reds. And the home run ball landed in the judgment-free zone at Great American Ball. There's a science. judgment-free zone, Great American Ballpark, home run ball. What the hell is a judgment-free zone? Dad, it's just what most, it sounds like. It's everybody's free to Doesn't be themselves. Dennis Rodman can be so there. You don't have to wear clothes okay. in there or anything? Clothes you have to wear. What clothes you want to wear is up to you. Ultimately, it's inclusive, Dad, which is really crazy that inclusive is you know tough for people to get on board with. But ultimately, the irony of how <laughs> the guy's career's on the line and Castellanos gets up and hits a home run shot, lands in the judgment-free zone, has to be like – I don't, I don't know poetic justice, but it's just like. So what happened? Did he get suspended? Perfect. Suspended immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he did the national games on Saturday for uh, whatever the Fox broadcast was for baseball. Did college football, NFL, I believe. Anyways, I, I think there's room for him to come back. He'll probably come back in a much lesser capacity. I'd like to see Gus Johnson come back the calling. Uh, some of the professional sports. Cause what he's, happened to him? Gus is on Fox Sports, and he only he's does – a basketball announcer, right? He was. He was college basketball. NCAA tournament was Gus Johnson. But they threw the bag at him, and he went and did Fox Sports for like uh, – he, he does basically like a Saturday afternoon basketball game, college basketball on Fox Sports, or other events on Fox Sports only in like – the world needs Gus Johnson. So if there ever was a time, I think this is it. But what, what do you think would have happened to your grandfather in the stuff he said in that generation? Well, Dad, as my grandfather also once said, if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. But that just isn't. No, the- that was Ed Kanicki said that. Either way, are you trying to retroactively cancel Grandpa? Because we could do it here no. if you want to go. Well, this no, this counterculture thing, this culture cancelization thing is driving well, me nuts. I think what it is is there's a lot more transparency and availability of what's out there. So what people say behind closed doors, there's no closed doors anymore. So get with it. Right. No, I understand that. But what would happen to Richard Pryor nowadays? Anything? Right. No, but that's – I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, even like if you think about the show The Office – that would never be aired. There are really? so many, like, never. There are so many. Uh, I wouldn't say never. I would say they would have to edit a lot of their jokes no, because they see, are a lot. A lot the funny part was all in the family. All in the family, the office, they pulled out these prejudices and made fun of them. And that's what Richard Pryor did. That's what Don Rickles did. Yes, and, that, that's comedy. It. It, that's needed for people to do that to point out flaws in society. When people come out on a national broadcast, come back from a hot mic, and a guy, a guy says, call somebody uh, the three-letter word for being a homosexual. Like that, 
That's not okay. That's a that two. Much. That's a two-syllable word. Three-letter word. Just I said three-letter word. That is not the same. Yeah, but that is not. You don't trust me. You don't want to be on the other side of this. I mean, you could because you think everyone would be against you. But I go saying like comedy and oh, Blazing Saddles would like obviously Blazing Saddles probably wouldn't get made today. But in the time that what it was, and I think made fun of all this stuff. Yes, satire. Comedy that that's the world of living in comedy where they point. This is why I brought the bottle up. I know. Yeah. But to like Tom Burnman is not a comedian, and he didn't say it in a funny way. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, like comedy, the comedians make fun of what goes on in society, and I think like, all right, there's latitudes where some people push the envelope too far. That's comedy. In people's professional lives, when you say things like this, it just doesn't. Those two things are Mars and Venus. They're they're I apples will... and oranges. I will say though, so you made the point that you think Tom Bur, Bur, that Tom Brenneman will that you think he'll come back. I say even if he doesn't, he's already made enough money to be okay. So I would say Well, what's okay? He's he's fulfilling his his announcing career is his life. He doesn't want to go out on that note. So he no, needs to make he needs to make I amends. Also think Right, but I I also think he can do that in other ways outside of announcing. I I think he'll come back when you say oh someone has enough money. I think like you know you yeah. think about what's enough money for someone like because you, you, everyone think, all, I, this is much more existential. Thing. It's much more existential right. to think everybody's got to find some sort of purpose that drives him. His thing was probably the schedule of calling these games and being a part of it and being around sports and that's his life. It's what he grew he up with. The Reds. He's the voice of the Reds. When his when his dads were calling, his dad called games for sixty years. He probably grew up as a kid there. Like it was, it's his whole identity is tied to these sports. So I think he's gonna come back and like, I, I'm not someone that says to banish him off forever. I think he'll, you know, take whatever time he he'll needs. Work. He's gonna get involved time. in different groups, but he'll be back. It just is like, you can get knocked down yeah. very quickly with little things like that. So my dad saw him on Sunday morning at UDF right by their house. Quite awkward. <laughs> it's a tough Wait, one. Wait, where do your parents live? So that nobody said in Cincinnati. Oh, so near okay. like Terrace Park. So Tom Brenneman lives in Terrace Park. Okay. So which is like 15 Well, how much time did you spend in Chicago? Didn't you spend a lot of time in Chicago? Uh, probably like 12 years, I think. And then the rest of it has been here, yeah. And then a few years in Texas, but not that long. Only like three to four years. So, yeah. But uh, my dad saw him at UDF on Sunday morning, and he said it was quite awkward. Hey, Tom. You want a rainbow sherbet? (laughs) (laughs) That is very good. How's that? That's That's one of my best lines the whole year. That's pretty good. <laughs> that was a good one. Okay, that's really good. Actually, Dad, you done good. Um, all right. I so, myself. Uh, real quick, parenting corner. Um, a piss out of Detroit. All right. The parenting corner. Kelsey and I were talking about it this week, and 
I'm seeing things through a different lens, and the topic is kissing your kids. We can't stop giving CC kisses. At what point, as a parent, do you need to be like, let's dial it back on the kisses? On the mouth. Right now, you kiss her on the head, whatever. It's But does the kid pull away eventually? Or do you just be like, uh, this is weird. You can't be Tom Brady kissing your 10-year-old son on the mouth. Okay. I'll take this. Yeah, I want to know. My my dad kind of broke up. Um, the night uh, your mom and I were married, they took photos of my dad outside. I gave him a hug and a kiss on the lips. And probably hadn't done that for 20 years. That was a generational thing. And he, he kind of, and we were on the outs. My parents were divorced. They hadn't talked to my dad sometimes for a three-year period. And I just said, you know, I love you. Thanks for everything. And he just, I mean, it was an emotional point, and we just broke up. Now when I see my boys, I give you I give you a kiss on the cheek, you and you and Pat. And Caitlin will never kiss me on the lips. She's like, ah! Although she did that after her uh, Kairos retreat. That was probably the last time she's done that. So every kid is different. What? Live the fourth. We're throwing up the four. Yeah. What's that? It's a Kairos thing. Well, oh, yeah. You want to understand. Kevin's never been. But I he would. wants to, he I, wants to want go like, oh, they want me to go. Uh, I really want to go like, 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 You should. I really you should. Be, like, tomorrow. I would love to go to Kairos. Kevin wants so, to go. Kevin so, wants to go like. So, Robbie, like, in, in response to your question, and I jumped in. Mm-hmm. You got to play it by ear. Every kid's different. Um. Our kids, uh, you know, my dad always said that his mother would never say he loved her, and they were not re- they were not huggy feely parents. But I became a huggy feely parent out of uh, a, a, a determination that I was hopefully would have a good relationship with my children. Mm-hmm. I now, feel I, I French feel like kissing is out of the question. Kissing. Well, the thing is, is like, I'll kiss you on the cheek. I'll kiss mom on the cheek. I'll kiss the in-laws on the cheek. Like, it, I, that's, I feel like that's the. And And you're the bigger, you're bigger than any of us. But like, yeah, I, but I feel like as a kid, you sort of dial back at some, I mean, maybe it's like when you're independent. I feel like some kid finds out, like, basically my whole thought is whenever CC gets older, it's like. When kids find out that someone else doesn't think something's cool, they stop doing it, and that's fine. Like whether that's, you know, giving you a kiss when you leave the car, then they give you. So the you've been a parent for six weeks, and this is what you're thinking about, okay? Well, you know, it's different things. Because Kelsey was like, you know, I thought it'd be weird kissing our kid, but we give her kisses all the time, right in the mouth. Not like, yeah, you know. So, I do. but ultimately, too, there was a thing we were talking about. We talked about this previously. In your generation, well, also before I move on, Kevin, any thoughts on kissing kids? When was the last time you kissed your dad? <laughs> look at that look. You're frozen. Well, there. no, it's just like my dad. So, like, my dad is like such a, he's a great guy, but such a like a square individual where uh, not in size. Well, just like he's very regimented. No, like if it's. 
you're going to say hello or give a hug, it's awkward because, like, he sticks out his hand for a handshake, but you go in for a hug. But then he does as well, so you end up shaking hands and then hugging at the same time. Like, a lot of it's and a that. back pat. You pat him on the back. Uh, what? See ya. Um, no, I mean, I, I mean, I'll kiss my dad on the cheek, but I mean, I think kissing your parents on the lips post ten years old, kind of weird. All right, now I'm gonna segue. This is a off off the cuff thing. Dad, I think in your generation, I. Do you kiss other friends like were you a really good group of Ooh. friends or or like whether it's like brothers-in-law, sisters-in-law? Like because I feel like as a kid, I remember like adults like you kiss hello, which is, you know, it seems so fine. But nowadays it's like, you know, if you were if you give someone a peck on the mouth, you'd be like if if Kevin came over and kissed Kelsey or I kissed Anna or I kissed Kevin, our our spouses <laughs> would wonder. All right, that's an interesting question. And, and don't and, worry. I'm not no, wait, 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 wait. So, so I'll kiss you. Everybody's different. I have found that if, if you take the passive role and let the other person decide what they're going to do, um, I have, uh, my, well, Shelly and Shelly will kiss you on the lips. Grandma Jean was going to kiss you on the lips, and she was going to like it. Oh my God. She would grab you, and, and she wasn't like that because she was not a very – she was not like that I, in, until later in our life. She wasn't like that when I was first married to Deb. Um, I have a friend's daughter who they're, – they're very, very close, and she always gives me a big hug and a kiss on the lips. And I go, okay then, and that's the way she is. But most people, I think, are just kisses on the cheeks, and – with the grandkids, like your daughter, um, I always kissed you kids on the lips when you were young. Um, and it was, yeah, you can't stop. It's like you said, you, go, you don't even, it's natural. It's a natural parental thing. Now, if your daughter's 17 years old and is in a swimsuit edition, you got a problem. But when your daughter's six weeks old, that's not a problem. <laughs> well, um, I, and Kaylin is very circumspect, our, our only daughter. About that, I'm kind of surprised, but that's the way she, you know, she's getting mad at me. She's going to listen to this. Um, but um, Kayla and I have a great relationship. And when she came back from Cairo, so one time, I was kind of surprised, and she purposely did it. And I remember it. And uh, But for the most part, we hug. And you know what? With COVID now, it's gone the other direction. It's gone way the other direction. You know, it's fist bumps, and that's about it. I mean, Kayla was home in our house for three weeks, and the, and when the last day came, I said, I think you're safe. I gave her a hug. It was the first time I get hugged my daughter, and I was like, I, I hate this disease. Um, but the times will change. Mm-hmm. The times will change. I think you'll see less of it, Rob, because of the, the pandemic and health concerns, and I don't know. I don't know. I feel sad about it. So but- if... So hold on, hold on, hold on. But so, but there's there's always a positive and a this. negative. Wait, you're both talking. Which one's gonna talk? Kevin, Kevin's got. So it. 
to just put into reference of how my dad is, I texted over our family group chat. What is the max age of kissing your parents on the lips? And my dad said three at the very most. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say. He's a, I, well, you know. There's he's a, three. Well, every well, every door closes, one door opens. With uh, for instance, if there's gonna be less hugging, are the bad breath people of the world like breathing? A little bit deeper or sleeping sound more soundly because they're like, I I don't have to worry about my bad breath around people. Halitosha. You kiss know. your dog, well, Robbie. Kyle Pullman. <laughs> Is his really well, bad? Let's call it Halitosha. Nope, we're going to leave it there. I'll, I'll leave it in the episode. It'll be a little Easter egg. Hashtag wine cooler. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's another. <laughs> I got seven minutes before I got to put my daughter down to bed. So, we uh, that was a great parenting corner, I think. What but I also want to touch kissing. on. It. Right. So this is nearly uh, twenty episodes together. What from ha- never having podcast experience? What's been your guys's experience over these past? I mean, we're over six months together. I want you to monetize it. Of course you do. I Dad, I only have my time to sell. I sell my time, and I get a good price for it. Yeah, but that's the problem. Is It's dollar per hour, but you need... Hour is the N. You need to maximize the N. We're, we're goddamn funny. Do you know that? Some some say. I, I don't know. Some as say. long as we don't drop a lot of F-bombs, we, we can drop two or three a show. But, um, what the fuck do you think, Kevin? Oh, there it is. Dad's just showing off now. Well, we hadn't used up our quota. Uh, that's just a cheap, exactly. that's a, that's a cheap one to use it on. In any event, I, I think for the first 20 episodes, you think about it, the first time we recorded was on... I recorded it and just published it right to YouTube. No editing. And it was just a, a logo or something that we put up there. So then Kelsey really stepped up and, uh, one, made a logo, got us on Spotify. In, like, three hours, she's like, I'll go tinker around with it. She was able to edit, put in songs, get us on Spotify. So that can't go unnoticed. But I feel like we've gotten a good cadence back and forth, so long as our internet connection holds up. I got a question for you. Have have you used any of the Paradise by the Dashboard Light uh, music? No, but I showed Kelsey the song. Actually, no, it came up on the radio the other day. and she That was, was like, played at Terry and Amy's wedding. That's a tough dance floor song. No, it's not. It's an eight and a half minute song. It's longer than that. Well, I can tell you sure as shit, Dad. We aren't playing it. Um... Okay, just question. It no, it's just well, I'm actually trying to get longer intros, longer outros. We're trying to get a standard one. Um I know I said the one was the Atomic Dog was gonna be our permanent intro. Like, I like the boys are back in town by Thin Lizzie. Well well Thin Lizzie. There's currently what Cal- what we were talking about, and this is the producer in chief, she shoots it straight. 
We did an intro once by an artist, and it's a it's a little bit of a rap song, but it do stops. Do we have to pay? Do we have to pay royalties? I think if we monetize, we are going to have to kick something up. But we gotta call ASCAP, which is located in Cleveland. Oh, ASCAP, Dad, that sounds like it's a proctology. No, no, it's the American Society of Composers and Performers, and in Mark McCormick's group represented them in the beginning. Oh, big name drop there, huh? Well, I went over to their office when Mark McCormick was a little piker. I got a feeling that's a that's a epitaph. That's a story for another day. Uh, I still want to hear the Terry Schaefer Ron Harper story. Some cowboy dudes. Sorry, Kevin. That, Kevin. What are your guys' thoughts on cowboy boots on men? Well, if there's a lot of cow dung around, it's a good thing. Is it? Are they just wearing cowboy boots? I hope there's clothes. I mean, hmm. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's just no. It's just I saw an ad pop up for cowboy boots, and no, no, they're like stylish. But have you seen like, Urban Cowboy insane. with John Travolta? No, Dad. No. It's Urban Cowboy. I was with, born. Uh, you were born about 20 years after that. No, you're thinking of Midnight. Midnight yeah. Cowboy? No, uh, no, that's with John Voight. And, yeah, no, John no. Voight. Urban, Urban, no, Urban Cowboy with John John Travolta plays a guy. He, he works in the oil fields and he goes to honky tonks at night and dances and rides the bulls at the place down in Houston. All right, well, it's a great, is, it's a, it's an interesting movie. Deborah Winger, oh, you gotta watch it. Anyway, this is riveting. What? All right, <laughs> Thank what you. What do you, what do you guys want to see when we come back in November? Any suggestions? What topics? Kevin, are you still enjoying this? I am. Yeah, it's fun. I think we need to get more people as like, oh no, no, like guests. I feel like it would be yeah. fun to have, like, a certain guest per week that we can ask. We got a bad connection. You. Here's one for you, right? He's cutting out. You yes. in there, Kevin? Or Kevin's cool. your, your choppy. Here's one, Rob. Try to hit the long ball. Try to grab one guest that's really, like, like let's get... Baker Mayfield, and say, we just want five minutes of your time on our podcast. We're coming out of Cincinnati and Toledo. We'll support you. And just wild-ass guests. You could go through all the Browns or all the Bengals or all whatever, the Ohio State players. They don't have shit to do with Ohio State, by the way. And say, hey, you want to come on for five minutes? And see if we can get them. What do you think of that? What do you think? Am I crazy? What you need to do is come down for a week. You can stay here. Well, you just... You, you take o- you take over my normal job. I'll do your job where you know I know you have a high billable hour per week, but you uh, do tax returns. Then. Four four hours per week. I'll allocate another twenty <laughs> to tracking to tracking stuff down because right now I can't spare five, um, and that's what it takes basically to record all this and edit. And we'll get there once the study. Here's the key point. Let's ask our listeners right now. If you have any contacts, any one of your athletic people, anybody wants to talk to us, we'll take them on. Five minutes, all we want is five minutes of your time. We'll, we'll build from there. It's no money. Um, we're, we're paupers, and we, we're spending $10 a month on Instagram, right? 
Well, so, what I'll try to do is I'll try to line up guests in November so we can have it all bing, bang, boom. Like, wouldn't that be cool? I know it takes some. It, that's why us taking a break allows us to catch up a little bit. Let's and, get uh, let's get Kevin's favorite uh, uh, Dane Sassenbacher on here. Make it happen. It's not Dane would never come on this in a million years. Oh yeah, he Wait, would never. Come. Oh, I, I bet I can give him a night. No, Dad, that's you can. Sam Bastion. <laughs> A urologist based Who? out of Akron. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. A urologist. Who? And we can ask him about the penis. <laughs> Who? We can if we get a urologist, we can ask the age-old question: What is the average measurement? Well, exactly. We got Doctor Boyle, Doctor Pisa, Doctor Rashid, I, I Doctor. Navarre. I got all those guys in my clients. If there was ever a bingo game of name that urologist, my dad would win every time. Bingo. Uh, ultimately, all right. So <laughs> we're going to try to line up some more guests. I think uh, I I think if we can build some time in, if honestly, if we can get at that point in time, C should be going down to bed at seven at seven at night and sleeping till seven in the morning. Maybe I can get Good our. Good luck with that. Maybe I can get I our. I also think, and this is much more of like a production thing of like, if you show me how you edit, we can switch off every week so that you guys aren't held with the burden. All right, I'll show you some time. It's not that Man, bad. That, what a great friend I am. Wow, Shit. Dad, you you do you want to? Ro- I actually no, I don't, I don't I don't trust you with editing rights. Until Kevin gets earphones and a microphone, I'm concerned here. Well, Dad, it can be on your your. Uh... Yeah. Well, and but he's got has... great hair. He's by the time November hair. rolls around. My birthday, hey Jim, Jim, my birthday is in two weeks. You, you can get me a gift. There you go. Why don't we just give him one half of a headphone? And he's got That's come fine. Half. Well, it'd be a matching gift. Well. We'll get there, but we. Uh, it's I, been, I'm kind of a free market guy. I know you. Yeah, free f- capitalist. You're a big Che Guevara guy. Um, oh, <laughs> come on. Oh boy. Um. Ultimately, yeah, what are you looking at you got stars right. going up. We're we're five minutes past update. due. We're five minutes past due. When I gotta help put my daughter down, but well, if I you work say, it right, she'll be down before you get off the line here. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll see. Um, ultimately, I think we've come a long way, and uh, we're we're I think 18, 19 episodes in. We'll bring it back in uh, November. I think taking some time off is going to allow us to get our guests lined up. But we are going to have we better need, ideas. We need a political this. analyst. Nope, it's not just a presidential election. It's the House, the Senate, nope. the state houses. Dad, I know how much you want the to talk mayors, about mayors. Not gonna go there. The dog catchers in a show. The idea of this show is to have like a the common Ill, illogical argument in sports Wait, talk. Is there an idea? We're a show. We're a sports talk podcast, a father, son, and friend sports podcast that launched when sports got canceled. So, okay. We'll come back better than ever. Any final words? Anything more sports like than politics? God. Wait, question. When is the NBA supposed to come back? 
Well, that's a good question. That's a great question. You mean for the next season? Yeah. Uh, the start- training camp started in October, like a week after the championship. No, 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 no. There'll be time off. It's supposed to start in December, allegedly. Oh, so basically training camp would probably be pushed out like a month. Yeah, they'll probably have a 60-game season or something like that next year. But it'll – sports will be back. Hopefully we have this coronavirus wrapped up. And um, hopefully I can be a certified financial planner and CC sleeps through the night and, you know – all our listeners, all our listeners will come to me for their investment management advice, right, oh, Dad? How much money should I give you to start? Ooh. What? <laughs> how much money should I give you to start? Well, oh, I, I thought you. Asked wouldn't you love? You know what? Does it's it not me. Wait till your mother's your client. Oh, I know. Mom can't wait till you're out of the picture, so she's she, tough. You guys, she's a tough analyst. Yeah. Is, uh, hey, and by, hey, and by the time but that we are starting back up, I'll be done with my – I'll have my Monday nights free. Kevin will be an NBA grad. You going to UC? Miami. To Miami. Oh, you going to Miami for Miami the – Through and through. He's oh. on the farmer school uh, ski team. He's got a North Face jacket. Oh, Jesus. So <laughs> – why why Miami instead of UC? <laughs> Girls are nicer looking, I know. Yeah, Kevin, you locked up. You're not no. talking to me anymore. Kevin. All right, we gotta we gotta close it out here. Give your final thoughts. Anything for the listeners? You have the most beautiful daughter in the whole world, Robbie. You do, Robbie. Oh, wow. Well, to our listeners, anything you want to say to them? You're just bragging now. Well, I don't know who have those a good people one, are. Everybody. Do you know who those people are? Oh, we have hey, loyal listeners. I got to tell you this. Kevin, you, you, you suspect that. Dustin Johnson was phenomenal in blowing away the field. Uh, 30 and, under and was good. 30 under. And... The Tigers won two out of three from the Indians for the first time they've won a series from them in like 155 years. All right. Well, the, we appreciate you guys joining. What are the Reds doing? This has been great. 155 years? Oh, about three years. All right. Well, guys, we love you all. We can't wait to have you back in November. We're going to be back and better than ever. Thanks for coming to the coaches' meeting. The thing of it is we had a great time. Love you.